Hey there, this is episode 389 of the Keto Diet Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to chat with me, the best place to do that is to go to Instagram and at Leanne Vogel. If you don't have Instagram, that's fine. I also have an inbox that you can email. Um, just go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me your question. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Okay, today we're talking about keto, locked in, achieved, but what do you do if you're still having issues? I wanted to have my friend, Dr. Darren Schmidt on, who's a chiropractor, to chat about his hardcore holistic nutrition method that he's been doing since 1993. Dr. Schmidt is a real deal. He knows so many things and he's so well-spoken and I just can't wait to share this interview with you guys. We're talking about mold issues, upregulating mitochondria, what that means, trends in the health space and how to make sense of all of that and figure out what your next steps are. Chemicals in your day-to-day that affect your health, like actually they totally completely affect your health carnivore and whether or not it would be a good thing to try, common symptoms of mycotoxin illness. Oof, we're going through all of it. I'm really excited. Now, Dr. Darren Schmidt owns and is a senior clinician at the Nutritional Healing Center of Ann Arbor, which has six other healthcare practitioners. It is the largest free market non-insurance nutrition clinic in the country. He has delivered about 100 weekend seminars to over 6,000 healthcare workers, and his YouTube channel has over 142,000 subscribers. Now, I listened to Dr. Schmidt's interview quite some time ago on some random thing I was listening to, I don't even remember. And it just so happened that during our interview, I brought up his story to him thinking it was somebody else's story. Uh, it's really cool how our brains work, right? When we hear somebody's voice, we're reminded of things and don't even know it. That was just such a cool moment, which is really fun. He has such a great story. And I think that's really what makes a good practitioner, right? Somebody who's been in the trenches, who's experienced what we've experienced, and they're wanting to just help because they know that it's sucked when they went through a similar thing. And that's very much Dr. Schmidt's approach. And the reason he has, I think, so much passion behind his words is because he's been through this. And as somebody who's been eating low carb for 16 years before he'd found the ketogenic diet, he's a wealth of information. So without further ado, let's cut over to our interview with Dr. Darren Schmidt. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hi, Dr. Schmidt. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So I just um, went through your official bio, but I would love for you in a couple of words to tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I grew up on a farm. I spent 17 summers working on the farm uh, beginning at the age of nine, and it's a commercial farm. It got sold by the family back in 2019, but I saw the you know growing of you know, initially it was like cabbage, sweet corn, potatoes, things that you could actually eat. And then as time moved on, it became Roundup Ready uh, soybeans and then BT, you know, biotech corn. And um, so that's how I started off. And in college, I was pre-med. 
but for me to go to med school, you had to take the MCAT, which is an entry entrance exam. And before I took that exam, I thought, well, do I really want to do this? Because nobody in my family was in medicine. So I interviewed like 12 students and doctors of medicine, and nobody encouraged me to go into medicine. So I looked at optometry, podiatry, veterinary, and then I spent a couple hours with a chiropractor. And he, what he showed me was holistic. And you, you can have a problem in your back causing pain down your leg. And, you know, it's like A causes B. Instead of treating symptoms, you're trying to get to the cause. So I was intrigued by that. I went to this chiropractic school. And in school, I learned about nutrition. And I decided to be a chiropractor who focuses on nutrition. So I graduated in 97. I did chiropractic for one year. And I focused, started focusing on nutrition in 98. And that's been my practice. In 2005, I stopped taking insurance. So it's been a cash practice ever since, which elevates my results. I have to get people well or else nobody will come and see me. Whereas if I took insurance, I really don't have to get anybody well because I get paid regardless of results. So, you know, taking that step in 2005 of stopping insurance was like a big deal. Now I'm in the free market. Like I'm totally in the free market. I don't have any third-party payers looking over my shoulder telling me what to do with patients. It's just me and the patient. And so I was starting, I started low-carb eating in 1999, and I was very strict for, what, 16 years. And I was, when I say strict, I was very strict. So I had less than 75 grams of carbs a day. And if I cheated, I still maintained less than 125 grams of carbs a day. Now, during that time, I guarantee I was not in ketosis. Because when I learned about ketosis in 2015, I started testing my blood and my uh, ketone, you know, ketone levels were zero. And realized once I got into ketosis and felt what it was like, I was like, okay, I've never experienced this in my life. And so then I started the carnivore diet in 2018. And that's been the best diet for me. I just eat as much for the first year. I just ate as much meat as I possibly could every day. That was my rule. And it was fantastic. And then after a year of that, I changed my rule to I eat as much meat as I need or want for the day. Now, 95% of my calories are still meat. And I eat very few vegetables. I have like a head of lettuce maybe twice a month. And if I'm at a restaurant, you know, there's sides that I'll eat. But especially during the weekdays when I'm with patients, like Monday through, well, I see patients Tuesday through Thursday, but I also do office work Monday through Friday. And I'll have like a roast that'll last me one or two days. You know, it's just meat. I just, and my body loves it. Not everybody can handle that kind of a way of eating. So everybody has to figure out what their body likes. Now in 2016, right when I started getting into ketosis, I had a really hard time with it. It made my heart hurt. And long story short, I had black mold poisoning from the office I was in at the time. And I think the correct diagnosis would be invasive aspergillosis, which has a 50% mortality rate. And since I'm in the holistic healthcare field, I was able to figure it out and I was able to fix it. And I sued my landlord and uh, my mold lawyer and my mold doctor and my mold inspector, all three individuals at different points said to me, I can't believe you're still alive or I can't believe you're still working or, you know, something to that effect. Because everybody else in that scenario, they can't work. They're in the hospital. You know, they're in really bad shape. So I think that ketosis is the foundation of detoxification. And for the first few months of being in ketosis, it, you know, exacerbated my situation. But after two or three months of start of detoxing with the correct supplements and I could handle ketosis a lot better. So it's been quite a journey, you know, beginning in actually started studying nutrition in 1993 and to go through all this and, you know, being low carb for so, so long, 
I'm in, you know, a really good position to handle a lot of patients, you know, a lot of patients that have the same uh, situation. So my office is called the Nutritional Healing Center of Ann Arbor. And um, I've been in Ann Arbor since 2000. I have four other full-time nutrition practitioners and a couple chiropractors. And uh, in the last five years, we've seen 60,000 nutrition visits as a team. And then we're always like learning, going to seminars. I deliver a lot of seminars. In my career, I've delivered over 100 weekend seminars to holistic healthcare practitioners and uh, to about, I think maybe it's it's like 7,000 people now is my, I, I keep track. <laughs> That's my score is uh, is uh, 7,000 people that I've talked to. That's incredible. Wow. That's a lot of people. And it's fun to keep score to kind of see where you're at. I love that. Do you feel like eating keto during that time was beneficial? Like you mentioned that it exacerbated some situation? Like, would you find like, if you could do it again, would you have done it the same way? Or do you find like keto helped in that scenario or made it worse? Well, what I've learned is that ketones can feed fungus, just like sugar can feed fungus. So I've seen a lot of people, you know, I started talking about my situation on my YouTube channel. I got a lot of phone calls from people with moldy houses and moldy workspaces. And I said, try low carb, try ketosis, but if it makes you feel worse, then just stop it. And then we'll detox, you know, we'll detox for as long as it takes, try ketosis again later, and then they can handle it. So I think half the people with mold can handle ketosis and the other half can't. So it just depends on how they feel once they're in it. Yeah, I agree with you. I started ketosis in 2000, uh, when was that? 2014. And I had been living in mold I didn't know about it since 2007 and ketosis did not make me feel better, but I kept going. I kept pushing. I kept thinking if I could just get my macros right, things could get better and it just kept getting worse. And it took years for me to discover, oh yeah, no, actually that was mold. Oh my, wow. So you went through the same thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. And then once you find out it's mold, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, okay. But I do have some clients that do better you know, in ketosis, detoxing mold. And you're right. It's kind of a 50, 50 thing that I've seen also. Of this is or not. amazing. Sometimes I feel like a lone wolf and here you are telling me the same thing I discovered. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so true. It's a lone wolf experience, right? Until you start talking to other clinicians and you're like, wait a minute, that's the same thing. That's really, really cool. One thing I'm working through now, and maybe you, you've seen it too, and that would be so great, is upregulating mitochondria and parasites just coming out naturally. Do you see that? Yeah. So you, I've seen it with supplements. So I'm using a company that's got quite a lot of attention since they started, what, five years ago, called Cellcore Biosciences. And the two founders, I've known them you know, for years prior to that, but they have these really good products that um, upregulate mitochondrial function as, you know, keto does too, right? Better than any other diet. And so then you have more energy, which means more energy for your immune system and better um, hormone production. And, you know, every aspect of human health has all starts with the mitochondria. So yeah, there's people that I have on products to increase mitochondrial function and the diet, of course, and they start eliminating parasites you know, then later I put them on parasite supplements. So yeah, I've seen that happen. 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. And they say, but I'm not even on any antimicrobials. I'm like, clearly you don't need it. Let's just keep going. So that's really fun stuff. Now you mentioned like you've been in this space since 1998, it sounds like thereabouts. What have you seen shift from then to now? Because it's a pretty long time to be in the space, eating low carb, adjusting to keto. Like what other trends and maybe even negative shifts have you seen throughout that time? Okay, so when I first started studying it, actually in 93, I was just in college and I went to chiropractic school in January of 94. And I I went to like two seminars a month for two years while I was in school. I just love going to seminars. And the seminars were, how do I say this? And, and in the late 90s, when you look at the research, it was like research on ascorbic acid and vitamin B12. And then later on, it was more about vitamin D. Later on, it was more about iodine. And so these little, uh, I'm not going to say little, I'm going to say the micronutrients were trending, right? There was like certain micronutrients nutrients that, be, that got a lot of attention. And then along comes ketosis and around the same, you know, 2010 and after, and then even the carnivore diet. So how do I summarize all this? It's just been improving. And even the multi-level marketing products and the uh, body care products, they just keep getting better and better. And I know I've met several new product developers from a variety of different companies. And like, like I've been to Dr. Axe's headquarters and of course, um, other, uh, like MediHerb in Australia have been there, saw their process, of course, standard process, systemic formulas, and they're smart people, you know, they're, and they got that whole food or whole herb philosophy. They have the natural philosophy as opposed to pharmaceutical, uh, lab rats. And they have that single chemical philosophy. And of course, when you just overload on a single chemical, now everybody's like, okay, what the heck is this? And it tries to detox it. Then you got to bypass the detox process and all that stuff. So I've seen, you know, I've met a lot of people that were in the pharmaceutical industry and they got fed up with it. So they switched over to the, the natural healthcare industry. And so that's, you know, and I'm biased, of course, because I'm in the field. And I do think that pharmaceutical companies are stronger now than ever before, which is super unfortunate. And even in the late 90s, I decided that my purpose in life was a bankrupt drug companies, only the unethical ones, which is like all of them. No, I'm just kidding. But they, uh, they're, I'm, I'm unsuccessful. I have zero bankrupted. And anyways, we just have to get lots and lots more people well so that we just don't need the drugs, right? The need for drugs just goes away. I remember when my husband and I bought our first RV, I was really pumped about having a little cubby in the RV dedicated to snacks. I really love snacks and throughout my ketogenic life, I know what they say. You don't even need to snack. You're so free, free from food, but I, I like snacking. I really enjoy snacks. And up until a couple of years ago, my snacks really were comprised of bars, like protein bars and nut butter packets. But when Paleo Valley came out with their meat sticks, game changer. I love, 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 love Paleo Valley meat sticks for so many different reasons, including the fact that they travel well. They're packed with probiotics. They're fermented beef sticks. They're not those chewy jerky like sticks and meat bars that are just gross. Oh, I don't enjoy those very much. 
they're soft and good and the flavors are on point. Mm. I'm honestly just salivating thinking about it. You can go to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETO, all in caps, to receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com. All uppercase keto is the coupon code to receive 15% off your order. Definitely load up on those sticks. They're some of my favorite snacks. Well, one of my favorite snacks. I have two in my purse all the time. I've shared them with friends and family, gotten everyone in love with these things. They're so tasty. Your kids are going to love them. Your husband's going to love them. You're going to love them. They're really, really good. And they have some really great subscription products up there to save a good amount of money on these sticks. So again, that's paleovalley.com, coupon code keto. Enjoy. Yeah, completely. And just the, the dialogue around the fact that what they're doing right now isn't working. I find that that's such a key piece of, so how are all these medications going for you? <laughs> Cause right. Yeah. The more you take the better you feel like what's going on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where's the tipping point? Is it 15? Is it 20? And then all of a sudden you're better. Like where, what's the future like for you? I think right. is such a key piece. Now, um, we talked a little bit about those trends and vitamin D and iodine and all those things. What I'm noticing a lot of lately is people just being totally overwhelmed with just like what you said, carnivore works for you, but it might not work for everybody. And keto might work for you, but there's that 50, 50 chance. If you're dealing with mold, it might not. And people are sitting in the corner in the fetal position. Like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Do I have cereal in the morning? Do I not? Do I fast? Do I not? Is carnivore good? Is it not? Do I take a B complex or don't I? How do you weed through all of that? Um, and this might be more of a complicated question because it, it really depends on the person. But as you're working with your clients, what's, how do we simplify things for these people? Well, over the course of my career, I like to find causes. It's, a, it's been my life lifelong joy of like figuring out puzzles and I can figure stuff out really well. Okay. So there's a lot of people with a lot of different processes and systems and I get a hold of them and I look at it and I see if it's, you know, applicable or if it's worthwhile. And the lo long story short, I have what I call the seven step blueprint to optimal health. And it's loosely based off of the cell core biosciences. They got a five step roadmap to health, but I kind of expanded it because they don't have diet in their five steps. So in my seven steps, I do have diet number one. And then after that, we have increasing energy, meaning mitochondrial production, and then increasing drainage, which is the organs that clean the body naturally. So liver, kidneys, um, lymphatic system, skin, lungs, sinuses, and colon. So those organs right there, those are the drainage organs. And we got to make sure that they're working well. And if not, then, you know, fix it. And then you go to the next step, which is step four, which is cleaning parasites out of the gut. And the next step is cleaning organisms or parasites out of the whole body from head to toe. And there are really good specific products that do this really, really well. And then there's detoxification. And the products that I have, when people detoxify, they know it because their poop smells like uh, burnt rubber. Their skin smells like plastic. Uh, their urine smells acidic or something. Just these weird smells come out of their body. And they know that it's working. And then the last step is Lyme disease, which is sort of a broad term. We need to come up with a better term. But what that means is that there's organisms living inside the cells. And there's about 80 of them. I was at a seminar and this woman was explaining 
There's about 80 different organisms. Some are parasites, some are bacteria, some are fungus, mold, and, and even some toxins are considered Lyme. So you want to clean the cells out. So that's the process. Now, and then after the seven steps, I did put one more step, and that's O for optimization. That's the vitamins and nutrients that everybody's talking about. That's vitamin D and iodine, multivitamin, all the minerals, all, you know, peptides, collagen, you name it, like all the things in Whole Foods, all the things at your local health food store, all the things online. That's all optimization. And that's been the history of our profession beginning 1934 was the first quote unquote synthetic vitamin that was vitamin B1. They added it to white bread. And it saved lives because people were dying of beriberi, which is a vitamin B1 deficiency. So, you know, vitamin B1, 1934. After that, they made more synthetic vitamins. And the first, and I, I study all this old stuff. The first booklet I have explaining a multivitamin pill, I think was 1948. And so, and we've been giving people vitamins and minerals and we're optimizing their nutrition, but yet they have mold or they have four foot tapeworms in their colon. Or they have Lyme disease or, you know, like these horrible, nasty things. So what we sh now for the first time in almost 100 years, we have the tools to do it properly. The first step is you clean your body. And then the next step is you, you know, feed it really well. Of course, you want to do the diet at the beginning. But when you're adding in good nutrients and you're trying all these different diets and it's not working, it's because you probably have parasites. Everybody's got parasites. And most people have of mold exposure, 70% of buildings in the United States and the UK has have enough mold inside the building to negatively affect the health of the inhabitants. And the other thing, another one is like lead. Before lead was added to gasoline, and I forgot what year that was, um, compare their blood now or their bodies now you know, to then, people have 1,000 times more lead in their body now than before lead was added to gasoline. And then there's glyphosate, the chemical Roundup, and there's the forever chemicals, the P PFAS chemicals. There's so much Roundup and glyphosate in the air, it rains glyphosate and it rains forever chemicals. It's like 80 to 100% of rainfall has these chemicals in it. So we're living in a very toxic environment and then people are taking vitamin D, right? And they should take vitamin D, but yeah, your, your body's filled up with these chemicals that cause all the horrible diseases. Then the other thing is the oils. So I just had this amazing experience. You know, my, I have my office manager. She's been with me 10 years and I've given her all the pills and she's tried keto. She's did fasting, uh, low carb, her and her husband, same diet. He's a hunter. They got salmon, they got deer, they have a cow and they're you know, all in their freezer, this big freezer in the garage. And then they took a, a carnivore uh, class online. And in this class, they said, stop all the plants, all the fruit, all the vegetables, and all the oils that come from plants, including the fruit oils. Now, I've been promoting fruit oils for years. That's the three fruit oils, avocado, olive, and coconut oil. So they stopped those two, and they're eating meat and tallow, and that's it, and water and salt. And in six weeks, his blood pressure went from 170 over 120 to 120 over 90. He was, he, and he got off all of his blood pressure medications in six weeks. It was those fruit oils and the asparagus, the Brussels sprouts, the, you know, they're eating cucumbers, tomatoes, those plants and the fruit oils were wiping them out. They both lost over 20 pounds pretty quickly. Her body pain went away. Her allergies went away. So 
There's a lot to it, right? But there is a system, right? There's that the seven steps, diet first, you know, figure that out. And then you start detoxing your body. Then you can optimize. I hope that answers your question. It's kind of a long answer, but, and it was a big question though, you know, I so. know it was a big question, but I knew that, you know, um, our community was like, yeah, but just tell it, tell us, tell us what we need to do. And that's a very similar order of operations that I go through as well. And the optimizing piece, I think a lot of practitioners miss, like you've done all the things now it's time to optimize and just do those little tweaks and set things up properly. So I couldn't agree with you more. And I got to say that smelling experience too. I'll never forget. I went to the sauna probably the fourth time. And I was sitting on a towel, no big deal, got out of the sauna, showered, got home and just put the towel in the hamper. And a day later, I'm like, the house stinks so bad. What is that smell? It is terrible, terrible. And we dug through everything. We thought there was something rotting. Like we could not figure out what it was. Sure enough, it was the towel I sat on in the sauna. And it, I've never smelled anything like that in my life. It was grotesque. It was absolutely disgusting. So it's a real thing. And I, it's so gross <laughs> that it's inside of you. One of the products I took from Socor is called Carboxy. Super, it is the most powerful detox product I've ever worked with in my career. And I took a little bit one night, about eight o'clock at night, and I used a, t- a toothpick, the little tip of a toothpick. It's a powder. And I put that in the water, stirred it up and I drank it. And then I went to bed, woke up at four o'clock in the morning, I had to go to the bathroom, which never happens in the middle of the night. So anyways, I go to the bathroom and what came out of me smelled like a dead animal. It was so disgusting. I was so offended. And I'm, now I'm laying in bed and like the fans on and half the house stunk. And I was like pissed. And I was like, if this is somebody else, I would kick them out of the house. And I was afraid it, then it would get stuck in the carpet. So I ended up buying Febreze, which I know is toxic, but I, I, you know, I got Febreze for the air and I bought another can of Febreze for the carpet. Like it was like, it's traumatic. And I told my girlfriend, I said, you're so lucky you don't live with me. (laughs) (laughs) So that continued for about six weeks and it gradually decreased and I was able to increase the dosage. But yeah, it's great stuff. So if you have the right tools, you can get some huge positive effects. Yes. Carboxy with the toothpick is the way to go. That stuff is really potent. So you've been, have you taken it? Are you yes. It? I can only handle a toothpick. If I oh, do more wow. than that, my body just herxes so bad. I still can't handle a lot of carboxy personally. That's amazing. It's so great. It's good stuff. But though my husband, he can handle, I mean, he could do the whole container and not feel a thing. That guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. And so for everybody listening, you have to prepare your body for carboxy. You yes. can't just go out and buy it. If you got parasites, got to get those out first. And you got to make sure you're not constipated. You know, there's a lot of things that you need to do in order to be able to start up with carboxy. Completely. It's not, it's not an intro binder by any means at all. You know, I was (laughs) at this for two years before I introduced it for myself personally, and I still can't handle a big amount of it. So yeah, it's a, it's a heavy hitter for sure. Now you mentioned a little bit about, well, a lot about toxicity and detoxing and those sorts of things. I think a big misconception, and maybe there are some women listening right now that are like, but isn't our body meant to handle this? Like I have a liver that's meant to detox and I have kidneys that are meant handle this why is this such a big deal my body should be able to handle this fine well we're just flooded with so much it's so toxic in our environment and what happens is the body will store the toxins in fat and it's a safe place there was a time ago i don't know 10 years ago or more 
And a woman, a, a doctor near me, she invented a product that made your body eliminate fat. It was quite amazing. And the company actually went under because the person in charge of it passed away. But I had a lot of people taking it. And one guy in particular, he came back and he was so sick from detoxing and he looked bad. He smelled bad. He felt bad. His eyes looked horrible. And that's when I realized, like, I didn't put them on any detox products. Like, even at the time, I didn't have good ones. But this one product that was eliminating fat out of his body released all these toxins. And so, uh, you know, I just had to have him stop it. But there's a medical doctor, um, I forgot his name, but he's from England. And he's, he's a little bit famous. And he had the same sentiment about detoxing. He said in a research article, he said, if you want to detox, eat a bowl of fruit and go walk around the park which is the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard in my whole career. And it's like, all I got to do is a little bit more research on PubMed, you know, and just look for toxins, cadmium, metal, you know, mercury, uh, tin, lead, just look it up and see how pervasive it is and see the different types of treatments. When I sued my landlord for the mold exposure, first of all, the lawyers, my, my lawyer, who is like the best lawyer in Michigan for this, she is the first lawyer in Michigan to present a mold case. That was 1999. So here it is, 2019 in December, and we're trying to settle out of court. And we failed at it at that one meeting. So we set up another meeting for January of 2020. And she sent me an email in the meantime, and she said, they're going to use this research article that shows that mold does not harm the human body. So I open up this research. It's like, yeah, I know this. It's mycotoxins. It's not mold that does it. It's mycotoxins. So I sent her research showing how mycotoxins negatively affect the body. And then another one, then another one. And I kept finding more and more research on mycotoxins. And after 20 hours, I had 331 studies proving that it's the mycotoxins. So even the best mold lawyers, there was mine and then the two defending mold lawyers. Nobody knows Nobody knew that it was mycotoxins and not mold. I think that there's so much ignorance in the medical community because truthfully, they're the problem. They have the toxic therapies, you know, so why would they even come up with this, this idea that chemicals are toxic to the human body when that's all they have to give to you is poisonous chemicals, you know, with their nasty side effects and stuff. So they just ignore the whole scenario unless they're like a holistic medical doctor. My mind likes to start racing around 9 p.m., not always, like maybe one to two times per week, just enough to make me feel a little bit crummy the following day. My trick, okay, listen to this, grab a piece of paper. It's kind of random, but it totally works. Two milligrams of melatonin, a heavy metal binder, CBD oil, and Organifi Gold. It's the cocktail that does the job every single time. If you have questions about the whole melatonin binder CBD combo, Hit me up on Instagram at Leanne Vogel. Today, let me explain the whole Organifi Gold part of the combination and why this was a missing piece for so long. Organifi Gold is a superfood tea that contains powerful superfoods that help me calm in the evenings and sleep through the night. It doesn't create grogginess like other options and promotes recovery and repair while I catch the Z's. There's turmeric for inflammation, ginger to calm down digestion, reishi for grounding, 
using lemon balm to calm down the body. Just add it to water and it helps me get in the mood for sleep. Whereas other options get you to sleep, this starts to calm you down and get you ready for sleep. Go to Organifi.com slash KDP for 20% off your entire order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash KDP and use the code KDP at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order. Again, the coupon code is KDP. See you there. Yes, completely. And I think there's a lot of misconception around mold. I know I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in the prairies. Um, Both of my homes had mold to the point where I got very, very sick. Many of my clients live in places like Toronto, where you wouldn't think there's any issues. I mean, it's you're not by the ocean, you're not probably going to get mold, but can we kind of go through some of the common symptoms of mycotoxin illness and just the misconception around water damage and mold and like why, why you would be exposed to these mycotoxins? So if you have mold growing, let's say in your, behind your walls, you can't even see it. It's all you got to do is have moisture touching drywall for 24 hours and it starts growing mold. And the most common symptoms are nose, throat, eyes, you know, typical allergy type symptoms. So you go to the doctor and they give you Benadryl and an inhaler, completely missing the cause. And it depends on the mold where it lands and it depends on your body where it lands. So I had the horrible um, two forms of aspergillosis or aspergillus uh, growing in the office. So that settled in my heart. And it affected me from head to toe, swollen feet, headaches at the back of the occiput. Uh, I couldn't eat red meat for six months, uh, unpredictable food allergies, bloating. If you got bloating, it's typically fungus, mold, yeast in the gut. So different parts of the body give you the same symptoms. So if you have Lyme in your heart, you get the same symptoms as mold, as parasites, as a virus, as a blocked artery. They all give you the same symptoms. And this is part of the trouble with symptom-based medicine. Now, I, I talk to, about symptoms all the time with my patients, but it really takes some detective-type questions, you know, to figure out, well, what's your cause? You know, like, if, you, if you've ever been bit by a mosquito, you might have Lyme disease. If you've ever... Yeah, I, I've had people where they spent one night in a moldy hotel, and they got mold, and now it's 10 years later... And they're still really sick. As a matter of fact, they get worse and worse because these organisms grow. They multiply, you know, they, they spread, and they just get worse and worse year after year from one exposure. I have a guy, he spent three days in a hotel. He started having seizures. Before that, he never had a seizure. So the, that hotel was moldy. So it's, it's not always easy to just say, well, if you have these symptoms, here's mold. Or, you know, the cause is mold. But, but regarding the bigger picture, though, That's why I have like these seven steps because we're tackling all the different causes of chronic disease and the causes of chronic disease are finite. And I I was interviewed once um, by a medical doctor and I told her that there's just a few certain number of causes of chronic disease. And she vehemently disagreed with me. She said, everything is everything, including hormones. And I said, well, hormones are a tertiary problem. You have a cause and then you have organ dysfunction, including the endocrine organs, then you have hormonal problems. but And then she never published that podcast because she disagreed with me. But the causes are uh, toxins, then the organisms, and then excess sugar metabolism, meaning the diet. So when you're in ketosis, 
or cycling in and out of ketosis, you've just taken care of that third cause. You no longer have excess sugar metabolism. And if you're still sick, what's next? Toxins and organisms. So you have to tackle those and and then you can have your health back. And that's why I have the seven steps set up that way. So you're actually tackling all three of those major uh, categories. Yes, completely. And so those seven steps are important. If somebody believes that there's water damage in their home, they have some of these symptoms of mycotoxin illness, do they need to clear out their home? Do they need to improve upon the air quality, do all sorts of things to their home? Do they need to quit their job? Like, can you detox from this stuff while still living in this environment or working in this environment? Well, you can start detoxing now. And that's what I did in that moldy office. I was there. I started a really good product from Cellcore in January of 2017. Then we finally moved out a year and a half later. And I was working so hard every day to get out as fast as I could. And once I got out into the, once I got into the new office, I still had chest pain about six times a day. And six months later, that was you know pretty well handled. So when you're every time you breathe in moldy air, it's trying to kill you, especially when it rains and it's humid, or if you have mold in your ventilation, you know it's still the same problem. Once you remediate the cause of the mold, you know okay. Number one, there's some water there. Maybe the building's damaged from rain. Maybe there's water condensation in your ventilation. You have to fix it. Then you got to take care of the things that are inside your house, whether throwing away carpet or furniture, doing a special cleaning of your clothes, all that stuff. I've had people, I've told people, you got to quit your job. I had a girl, uh, she started working at this restaurant as a, she's young, you know, 19 or whatever, working at a restaurant. She's always wanted to work at this restaurant. And she went down to the basement to get some stuff, and there's mold on the walls. And she quit immediately. She just quit. And I'm like, good, good for you. Find another job somewhere else. And um, if you moved into a moldy rental unit, you got to get your landlord to do something about it. If not, you got to break that lease and get out because mold tries to kill you. Parasites are not trying to kill you. They want you to live because they're eating your food. But for mold, you are the food. And just like a log laying in the woods you know, with mushrooms growing, growing on it, that's what mold wants to do to your body. And so one of the symptoms of mold is um, suddenly collapsing with no pain. So I had a woman walking down the sidewalk, she just collapsed. And that was, you know, in, in her history, it was mold. I had a guy, he was in the shower, and he just suddenly collapsed with the, you know, the wet air and the heat of the hot water. It like made his mold really, really happy. And it overcame his immune system and he had to crawl out of that shower and, and just lay on the floor and try to recover from that. So, yeah, you, it's a big deal. Do a lot of research. I actually have a mold course that I made, and it's on my website if somebody wants to purchase it. It's from all my experiences of dealing with mold and even dealing with the lawyers and uh, settling out of court, you know, in my favor. I put all that information together and made a mold course. Good for you. Yeah, I remember, I can't remember who was saying this. It was on some seminar or podcast or something. And the gentleman was suffering from old mold illness. He didn't know at the time, but every time he'd turn off the lights in his bedroom, he'd feel sick. And when he turned them back on, he wouldn't feel sick. That's me. <laughs> oh, was that you? That's me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Okay. Oh my goodness. I must've heard you on a podcast or something. <laughs> yeah. Mold likes darkness and warmth. So picture Michigan, you know, it was January and February of 2016, and um, I turned the lights off, lay in bed, it's warm in the bed, and now I can't breathe, and my blood pressure is 155 over 95, 
And then I stand up, turn the light back on, and now I can breathe. Oh my gosh. Nightmare, total nightmare living in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, completely. I remember we moved into an Airbnb while we were having some renovations done and I saw mold on the air vent and we didn't even walk in the house. I was like, pack everything up. We're going like, we're not staying here. I don't care if we have to sleep in the car. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and my husband at the time thought I was crazy, but he's really, he's really come along with it to even start feeling it himself when we're in those spaces. And he's like, Oh, I don't feel very good. I'm like, what do you think it is? He's like, I think it could be mold. I'm like, very good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So about a month ago, I spent five nights in a hotel in downtown Boise, and it's a, it was 100 degrees, super dry air. So the first morning I wake up, I got blood on my pillow from my nose. I'm like, okay, it's just a dry air. Sure. But on the fourth night, I had some, some of my staff were in the hotel, and they smelled mold. And I, I've never really been a good smeller of mold. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's why I've, you know, I've, I've been... And so it took me, I'm still suffering a little bit from that exposure, you know, whereas I've been really pretty good for a, about a year or more with the sinuses. Now, even in December of last year, in January of this year, again, I stayed at a hotel in Atlanta and another one in, in uh, Los Angeles. There were moldy hotels. And in those scenarios, whether I detected it or not, I ended up having to stay there for, you know, a number of nights. And then I suffered because of it, you know, so... I even I need to be better at identifying moldy hotels so I don't stay in them. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Yeah, it's really challenging. One one issue, since we were talking a little bit about testing and things, an issue that I see quite a lot is not doing third-party testing after remediation. A lot of the times people will spend, I mean, this stuff's not cheap to remediate your home and make it safe and all these things. And then the same company that's doing the remediation will do an air sam sample as they're cleaning the air still. And they'll say, see, it's perfect. They'll leave and the client will be better for a couple of weeks and then start getting bad again. And this is like the most challenging thing. And so just because you had mentioned a little bit about testing and remediation, I just wanted to highlight that if anyone's listening and going through that process. <laughs> yeah. So in my experience with my patients and myself, the, the I've had, I would say most mold testers don't know what they're doing. And I had a patient whose air tester said, uh, your house is clean and fine. And he handed the report to her and she read it and she goes, no, your report shows that my house is a mess filled with mold. Like they, he never even got the numbers right. And then so when I sued my landlord, I got a special, super awesome mold tester who did all kinds of fancy things to come up with, you know, correct numbers and stuff. So, but I think a lot of people that just capture the air, you know, it's fine to get those numbers, you know, as long as they're, they're correct. But if you're um, going to go to court, you got to do more than just capture the air and get samples from the air. Yes, completely. I have a client suffering quite extensively right now, and she has all the symptoms of mycotoxin illness with a lot of mast cell activation issues. And the she's ha she's hired three different mold inspectors. They've all done air samples and said her home is fine. And I'm like, nope. 
nope, nope. Like you can't know, like you can see, you can see the mold <laughs> in the walls. And so, yeah, it, it's really unfortunate. and can feel like the project's never going to end. Um, so I love that you've put together a program to kind of walk people through that. That's super, super great. Any other tips and tools that you have for people? We've, we've talked a lot about mold. So any other tips and tools regarding mold and mycotoxin illness and, and where people can go to next? So we covered a lot regarding that. Um, the, the reason why I wanted to share this, the reason why I found mold in my office is because through the summer of 2016, I was able to take some supplements that kept my health at a certain level. I didn't know I had mold at that time. And I reduced my hours seeing patients. So then I was actually spending four days a week at home and only three days a week at the office. And I got better and better. Of course, I got worse if it rained or if it was humid. And then in October of 2016, I went into work on a Tuesday morning. My work week was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so I had no chest pain for the first time in one year. I walk in the building with no chest pain Tuesday morning. And by one o'clock lunchtime, my chest pain was back like a six out of 10. That's when I realized, oh, my cause is in the building. And there's one of two choices. It could be dirty electricity, maybe some bad wiring behind the walls. Or it could be there's one spot where the paint had chipped off. And behind that paint was a little black spot about the size of a quarter. And I got a, a paint scraper and I just started scraping that paint away and it was all black. And then I realized, okay, this is water damage caused, you know, on the drywall. And when I did an assessment of the whole building, it's like every single wall, exterior wall, you know, is leading to water damage and mold growth. And then I had a guy come out testing the mold. And he said, yeah, your exterior walls are porous. I had people inspecting the rooftop, you know, around the windows. And this guy said, your walls are porous. So sideways rain will push water into the interior. I was like, you're right. Cause it would, there would be spots of wetness after sideways rain, you know, lots of wind. So the point of me saying this is that it was behind the paint and nobody saw it right until we found that one spot that had like chipped away. So you got to really be a detective. I have a patient living in the woods now. She's got a house in the woods and she's like, there's mold. I can't find it. There's mold. It's got to be mold. And she found it in her um, air conditioner outside. And so when the air conditioner turned on, that's when it blew mycotoxins, you know, spores. It's the mold spores that carry the mycotoxins. So I started detoxing her and uh, she went through quite a roller coaster of detoxing symptoms, but now she's a lot better. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's so good when you find those sources and people actually start to get better. And you, you mentioned that previously of working outside of insurance, you can actually get your clients better. And boy, is that true, unfortunately. Um, Dr. Schmidt, where can people find more from you and connect with you? So the name of my website is the NHCAA.com, which stands for the Nutritional Healing Center Ann Arbor. And uh, that's the best way to find me. I also have a ton, like over 500 videos on my YouTube channel. So just go on YouTube and search my name, Darren Schmidt. And I have lots of great information on there. You can see the evolution of my education and thinking process over the course, you know, since 2013. That's great. And I will be sure to include all those links in the show notes today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
I'm so happy you could join us today and hang out and learn some stuff about mold and toxins and chemicals and carnivore. And I hope you gleaned a couple of really good tips that you can apply to your life today. Um, you can follow Dr. Darren Schmidt by going to the nutritionalhealingcenter.com. And he also has powernutritionpractice.com. So go ahead and check those out. And if you don't want to, and you just like need everything in one place, just go to ketodietpodcast.com where I've listed everything and all the resources there for you. Okay, that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. I'll see you back here next week for another episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.